Today's Monday, September 20th. It's actually my wife Savannah's birthday. So happy birthday, Savannah, if you're listening to this. The title for our devotional is Proposition for Person. Remember, in this campaign, we're seeking to deconstruct the aspects of our faith that are more cultural and less Christian and reconstruct it around the truth of Jesus. Last week, we broadly looked at the story of the Apostle Paul and his journey of faith. Remember, he was a Pharisee who knew very well the truth of the Old Testament. Upon meeting Jesus, he came to, quote, count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. This is the idea we are focusing on this week. So to hone in on this idea a little bit more, we're, we're, I think some of the other titles that I was considering here will help, um, but aren't alliterated. Arrogance for humility, and my personal favorite, but way too wordy, uh, smug certainty for humble truth-finding. Okay, that's the idea that we're going for here. Uh, the conversation today around deconstruction has no shortage of smug certainty and arrogance on both sides of the conversation. On the more conservative side, attempting to maintain the constructed faith of their culture and or church tradition, there is a smug certainty in the truth and ways of the past past that leads to disdain for anyone who dares to even ask questions. While those on the other, more progressive side look down their noses on conservatives for being stuck in the past, naive, unreasonable, or overly simplistic. Whereas on each individual issue, one or the other may be closer to the truth, both are wrong in their approach to the issues and in their posture of their hearts towards one another. This approach is more cultural than Christian and must be deconstructed and reconstructed around genuine discipleship to Jesus. The signs and symptoms of this approach are seen in our pride, our arrogance, our defensiveness, our us versus them polarization, our lack of compassion, among other things. None of these are consistent with the way of Jesus. Yet we see it everywhere in our culture, which it's to be expected in the culture. But we also see it in the church, which should not be the case. Below are a few examples. First is politics. Political polarization has made it difficult for us to worship with believers of differing political persuasions. I was recently in a conversation with a beloved fellow believer who expressed their doubt that a Democrat can be a genuine Christian. COVID is another example. Through COVID, church attendance in part reshuffled along the lines of political persuasions and medical opinions. Many who thought the church should close the doors and not meet followed online churches that did. Many who thought the church should continue meeting left their church that shut down and went to the one that was still meeting. The same can be said for masking. Social justice is another hot topic one. Any talk about injustice, systematic racism, or critical race theory uh, can become a test to see if other Christians and church leaders held to the same, quote, understanding of the, quote, gospel as you do. Disagreements were often deemed reason enough to break fellowship. I can provide lots of examples of each of those. Certainly, there is truth to be found in these conversations, important truth at that. Nevertheless, the humility with which we approach the truth, uh, the source in which we look for the truth, and the grace with which we hold out for those who come to a different conclusion are just as important as coming to the truth itself. The Christian faith is not solely about coming to right beliefs. If that were the case, even the demons would be saved. James 2.19 says, you, you believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Mark 5, 7 through 9. Uh, this is Jesus' interaction with the demon-possessed man. The demon-possessed man shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? 
So the demons even believe in one God and know that Jesus is the Son of God. Yet they do not know Jesus in that relational sense. They do not trust Jesus. They will not surrender to Jesus and they will not worship Jesus. Therefore, as important as having true thoughts about God, which is, again, vitally important, is allowing that truth to form one's character. On this, A.J. Swoboda writes, Following Jesus should humble us, but perplexingly, it can have the opposite effect. I've observed that when Christians believe something passionately, it can lead to a posture of pride and arrogance. There is a kind of arrogance that often comes with having the truth. Rather than allowing the truth to humble us, we use the truth as a weapon. Truth should always first and foremost be turned towards ourselves, never as a rod with which we beat others. What we need is truth matched with great humility. This week we're going to be discussing just that, how to pair the truth with humility. Well, this is already getting really long, so I figured we'd just go through some rapid-fire texts that should put our minds in the proper place before we dive in for the rest of the week. Romans 11, 33-36, the Apostle Paul writes, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out! Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. 1 Peter 3.15 But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Romans 3.4 Let God be true and every human being a liar. Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For additional content, uh, to just illustrate the point of the hostility and polarization today with COVID and how it creeps into our faith, um, Benjamin Watson posted a kind of a joke on social media that you have to see, so I'd encourage you to navigate over to the devotional page and you can see it there. You'll clearly see how faith and uh, one's position on COVID um, have blended and uh, the cultural perception and arrogance has seeped into our faith. For reflection time today, simply diagnose the last two years of your faith journey in this matter. Give yourself an honest grade on the following symptoms. Pride and arrogance. Defensiveness. Us versus them polarization. And compassion for others. <laughs>